Two at the table, check. Drink of choice, check. Mine's a red wine, check. Salted snacks, check. Good company at the table, yep, that's you, check. Welcome to Table Conversation. Welcome to the table, welcome to the podcast where we're tipping the world towards love one conversation at a time. With me, I am Craig Story. So how has your week been this last week? I hope you've had a good one, whatever you've been up to. And I mentioned there, my drink of choice has is red wine this week because it's got to that time of the year where you know you move through the seasons with your drinks. I've gone from the, the French rosés now into the, the red wines with the darker nights, the candles lit, the heating slightly on. That's, of course, for us here in the UK. If you're listening elsewhere in the world, then it's probably bright and sunny. Um, but yeah, the heating, I've had to turn it on a couple of times in the past week. I'm trying hard not to. I'm trying to put that extra layer on, but some nights it has just been a little bit too cold. Now, something that will warm you up is this week's conversation. And it'll also warm up your relationship, actually, because gathering with me at the table this week is Diana Injuries. Now, Diana is a board and card games enthusiast, and she's very passionate about helping couples improve their communication, which is why she's created Better Topics, which is a card game for couples. Since creating the game, she's been helping hundreds of couples every month improve the way they communicate whilst playing the game and through her YouTube channel and blog. Coming up in the conversation, we talk about law of attraction and finding a partner using the law of attraction. We also talk about gratitude and how to keep the relationship alive and what we can do to help improve the way that we communicate. So here it is. Here's the conversation. So thank you for joining me, Diana. It's lovely to have you at the table. How are you? Thank you for having me today. I'm really, really good. Good, good. It's lovely to have you. And I've got so much to talk to you about. So we'll, we'll go straight in. I just said there in your introduction that you have a passion for helping couples. Where did this begin? Well, it, um, it began from my own um, lack of understanding why my previous relationships failed. You know, what was I doing wrong? Was there something wrong with me? And, you know, after having few failed relationships, I just decided to educate myself more on that because like with anything in life, really, and especially, you know, in, in the workplace, if you don't know something, you'll get training for it and then you know how to do it. So I figured, you know, relationships can be something, you know, on similar as in if I get training, if I educate myself in that area, maybe I'll know, you know, how to um, handle a good relationship, how to have one, how to keep one and yeah, how to grow it basically. So um, after years and years of, you know, educating myself, reading tons of books, going to courses, seeing therapists, even couple coaches, you name it, I've tried all of them. Um, <laughs> After, you know, going through all of that and finally meeting, you know, the perfect partner for myself, um, I realized that there are so many people out there that don't even know um, anything about relationships, not even to the level that I knew. Now, I'm not considering myself an expert as such, um, but I do consider myself quite educated in this area. And I just thought, you know, if I went through all these years of learning, I can, you know, help others. So, yeah, because, you know, I, I educated myself for so long. I just wanted to help people, you know, um, improve their relationships as well, because I realized that it's not always about the fact of changing your partner or changing the relationship per se, but um, working on it. And, you know, many relationships can be saved without having to break up, without having to, you know, go through all that struggle and then try to find someone else and then start again. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, because of that, because I'm, I'm extremely happy in my relationship, you know, I wanted everyone to be as happy as I am and help them to get there. So let's rewind a little minute. And we, we you just said you're very happy in your relationship. You'd done all of this studying and you'd um and worked your way through what works relationships you'd read the books gone to therapists then you you met your husband so tell us about that story of how how did you how did that work out how did you meet your husband well um it's actually quite a funny story um so at the time when i've met my husband i was single for about a couple of years by that point and looking ish but not necessarily actively and I was already living in the UK for about six years. 
and he was living in Mexico for five years. Now, bear in mind, we are from the same city originally. We went to university in the same city. We went to high school in the same city and we've never met and we never had friends in common. And um, one summer I came home because it was my cousin's wedding. And um, just before the wedding, I had Wi-Fi issues at the house. And at that point, I was only using a tablet. So obviously that works only with Wi-Fi. And, you know, we all have that one IT friend that, knows things and I called my IT friend to help me out and he couldn't come so you know I begged him I threatened him and all of that <laughs> so eventually he called his uh, friend which was Robert to come and help me if he could because you know I was like literally he couldn't get rid of me <laughs> and that was it really we've met and um, after that you know we we started dating and we hit it off quite soon um, what I would like to mention is that even before meeting my husband, you know, um, and because I've read so many books and I educated myself and so many teachers tend to say the same thing, only slightly differently. Um, and many of them, you know, said that you have to be sure exactly what you want of. And then also, if you go into the realm of law of attraction and stuff, they also say that, you know, you can have everything that you want. And it was like a couple of months before I actually met my husband when I actually read the book Conversations with God by Donald Neil Walsh. And, you know, once I read the book, the first book, I was like, how can I really have everything that I want? Is that even possible? So I started writing a list, you know, what would my ideal partner be like? And then about halfway through the list, I kind of stopped and I was like, I don't want to be too greedy. I don't want to limit the universe and all of that. But then I thought, you know what, if I actually can have everything that I want, let's just see how would that ideal perfect person would look for me. And then, you know, I thought maybe even if they don't meet all my criteria on the list, but most of them, I'd be happy with that, you know, but at least for myself to have a general idea, what is it that I'm actually looking for? Because um, until then, I thought I wanted certain things from my perfect partner. But when I got them, you know, in my previous partners, I realized those were not it. You know, that was not it. I, I didn't ask properly. So, you know, I continued my list and I ended up with about 21 bullet points. And, you know, I just left the list aside. And then I just went about my days and my work and everything else I was doing in my life, um, you know, with a somewhat peaceful and gratefulness feeling where every day I woke up and I thought, you know, if I would actually have the ideal partner in my life, this, you know, this idea of an, a great partner, how would I feel all day? You know, because they do say that, you know, whatever you're feeling, you're going to attract that. So I tried to put myself into that gratefulness and happiness feeling because, you know, when you the more you stay in that feeling, the more interesting, you know, situations happen in your life and everything just seems to work out in a way even better than you've expected. So, you know, every day I was going about and every time, you know, I would remember. Now, I wouldn't think of this obsessively all day because every time you obsess of something, you know, you kind of restrict it. But like I would just go about my day and whenever I would remember, like, you know, I would think, how would I feel now if he would text me? you know, mm -hmm. this great person. How would I feel now if I would know that this uh, person is about to take me out tonight, you know, to have dinner out or stuff like this, you know? And that instantly would boost my mood as well and, you know, my overall happiness and I would just feel grateful for it. So a couple of months later, you know, I came home to my hometown and then for my cousin's wedding and that's when I, I've actually met uh, Robert. So we started going out and as we were going out you know we started talking and i remembered my list and i was literally shocked to find out that he literally met all of my 21 bullet points and some more i mean he also has some other qualities as well that i didn't even think of to put them on my list but i do appreciate him having them you know and the weirdest thing with this is that he also had a list you know, like a couple of months in our relationship, I actually mentioned him my list and he just started laughing and he brought me his list, which was a seven page essay. Now, you know, I'm, I was like more to the point type of person. And although he had seven pages, it was 
a case of like, you know, um, he was describing the person in like specific situations, you know, like in this type of situation, she would react in a certain way because that's like her personality type and everything. And reading his list shocked me. And it was, you know, to some level creepy even because he described me to a T, even to the point of, you know, having dark hair and green eyes. Um, everything really he described everything and many situations that's exactly how I would react to and even to the languages that we speak we actually speak the same three languages you know it, it was so strange to read that and to see that he also had a list of his own that's spooky isn't it and to, that he ticked off those and some more for you yes it's incredible how like you, you did attract him and it worked <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I truly believe it worked. And, you know, I told about the list to everyone I've met and everyone was asking, you know, how we've met. And I'm like, let me tell you about the list. Um, and I told my brother now for him specifically is not really working, mainly because he doesn't keep it for long. You know, mm. so that gratefulness feeling that I kept afterwards, you know, he kept, he keeps it for like three days and then he backs off. And that just backfires and that just brings you back basically where you were before. Whereas the more you do it every day, the easier it becomes. And it's true what they say, when you're not looking, then you're going to find it, you know. And it was true because, you know, I relax. I was so relaxed. I was so happy and grateful with my life. I was, you know, happy about everything that was going on in my life. And I was, you know, consciously being grateful as well for having a great person in my life. Although physically he wasn't there yet, you know? Yeah. So at an energy level, you kind of create a sort of void that attracts that person to fill that void. Um, also, besides that, I was, you know, sometimes doing things to um, help myself believe even more that that person is here. So, for example, at that point in time, I was just sleeping on one half of the bed and the other half would be full of books, laptop, you know, clothes stuff and I thought no but if this person is really in my life you know I cannot just leave the other half of the bed covered with stuff because he won't have where to sleep basically you know so I cleaned that side of the bed you know I, I left it clean and you know empty so he could uh, come and fill it basically and also because um, I do have like a built-in wardrobe on one wall in my bedroom it was full of my clothes so I thought you know if someone were to come here now they would have no space where to put their clothes because, well, it was full. <laughs> so what I did was I actually went out and bought a new wardrobe, uh, which, you know, I've put it in a different room, mainly because, again, there was no space in my bedroom. But And I left it empty, although I had more than enough clothes to fill that wardrobe as well with my clothes. I said, no, this wardrobe is for the person to come in my life, you know. So I mm. created that sort of void in my life in like tiny spaces things in my life and all of those every time I would look at the bed every time I would walk by that wardrobe I would remember that that person is in my life and he's just about to pop up any minute now you know yeah and when you think of that and when you um not settle but when you stay longer and longer in that gratefulness um state and feeling you know that's when magic happens and that's when you know everything just it's it's like in the movies really you know when you see like a very nice mushy love story type of thing that's how it's happening when you're truly grateful for long enough because you know when you do it at first it might seem a bit weird and odd especially if you're not used to that feeling too much but again the more you do it the more likely it's going to happen so for me it happened in about a couple of months i know people that for who it happened in about six months. So it all depends on how, um, you know, how intensely you feel that feeling and how often you keep yourself within that gratefulness feeling. Yeah, you make a really good point there. And I think that sometimes, especially, I'm just writing my list here, actually, <laughs> of all the requirements or, or what I'm looking for. But you make a really good point, because I think so many times we, we go into something and we want a partner, for example, and we write the list, and then we, we get disappointed after three days. He's not arrived yet. And we're constantly looking back at the list and getting frantic and desperate about it. Exactly. Which is and just not attractive, is it? 
Exactly. But not just that, you know, when we get frantic and desperate, the energy level is lower. So, you know, all these uh, law of attraction teachers, everyone is saying that you have, you know, you have what you want and you're somewhere around here, you know, and you have to match that, you know. And how do you know you're matching it or not? Well, you don't have it if you're not matching it clearly. You know, it's like, and this was, I think, the best example ever is like having a highway with different lanes, you know? Yeah. Like one is on top of each other and like that. So if whatever you want is like on a higher um, level, you have to raise your vibration and you raise that through being truly grateful, you know? Because it's different from going about your day and being mah type of you know feeling and then you say oh no i'm actually grateful no it's different from that to actually being grateful to feeling that gratefulness is like you know people can think of situations when they've been grateful before how did it feel you know how did it make them breathe how did they behave how did they walk you know did they walk with their high with their uh, head high or were they like crunched or you know all of these postures as well as well all of them count because if you think of the time when you were really happy with yourself you know you were truly grateful and you know i mean even the other day you know we were talking about some amazing uh, things that happened in your life as well and you were like so happy and ecstatic about yeah. them you know and as you were saying you know when you talk about those things your face lights up your mood becomes better even just by remembering those moments so we all have some moments in our life that we've been grateful for or in and you know the more we remember that feeling not necessarily the happenings but the feeling that we had then and the longer we keep it you know the higher chances for things to come to us quicker yeah definitely and the, it's, it's creating that habit isn't it of going to those places where you felt really happy and you felt grateful and in that moment of joy rather than going oh I remember when he dumped me or when when she treated me like this and we it's creating the habit of daily exactly. going to that place rather than exactly I mean it's there are a, a lot of elements to this so first of all it's you know the feeling because everyone says if you feel the feeling you will have it and you will have more of the feeling that you're feeling right now basically but um, there are so many other elements to it. So as I said, you know, just remember the feeling and how were you acting right then? Because even if, for example, right now you're not in such a good mood, but just remembering that time and how did you act? If, for example, you know, you walked with your head higher, which, with your um, shoulders straighter and you smiled, if you do that now, your mood will instantly improve just by doing it, just by physically forcing yourself to smile. You already become happier you know i really like it when i go you know and i walk on the streets and sometimes you know you lock eyes with someone you don't know them but they just smile you know and that just puts like a smile on your face and you're already you know happier yeah so it's that type of thing you know even if you just smile your body and your mind thinks oh we're happy now okay let's just you know release some happy hormones and stuff you know because it's crazy how our mind doesn't really realize what's happening out there until unless we tell it, you know? Yeah. So we can tell it good things instead of telling them bad things, you know? Now, I understand that our brain, because it's wired for survival and everything, tends to remember the bad things just so we can avoid them. I do understand that. But by focusing on the good things, we are avoiding the bad ones you know we don't have to focus yeah. on the bad ones so we avoid them we're we can just focus on the good ones and then we're moving towards good things rather than bad ones so therefore you know we are surviving our body thinks and brain <laughs> thinks that we are actually surviving if uh, we're focusing on the good ones it's just a case of training yourself and doing this consciously um, more than three days, basically. <laughs> it's true because we, we get disappointed. And then, it's, like you say, it's just it is training and, and creating better habits, isn't it? And I think that's really important. And I told you this story before, but good things do happen when you when you feel in that zone, don't they? And I. I I, I told you the story about when I went, took myself off on a date for the day because I'd had a, a bit of a nasty, not a nasty breakup, but a bit of a, 
a horrible situation and I thought Do you know what I'm taking myself out today so off I go into London and I'm walking by the river it's a nice sunny day I'm feeling really good about myself and I thought Do you know what I'm treating myself to lunch and I'd always wanted to have lunch in um, Harrods um, in the food hall where everybody's looking it's really bustly um, so I thought Do you know at that time I ate meat so I went to the steak place and I started asking the questions and all the meat was raw and the the guy said oh it's £17 per 100 gram for the steak that I chose. I thought, and the minimum is 200 grams. I thought, this is going to be really expensive, but too late, I'm in. I'm treating myself. So I went for the starter, I had the wine, I had the dessert, and had another glass of wine. And But when I was waiting for the starter, a guy in a suit came up to me and just said, oh, I'm really sorry about the delay to your, your starter. Sorry, it's taking time. I was really happy in that moment. I was just watching people and just, oh, I felt so good about myself. And then at the end of the meal, when I'd had the dessert, had the extra glass of wine, I asked the waitress for the, the bill and she said, there is no bill today, it's on us. Just wow. promise us you'll come back again. Um, and because she said you had to wait for your starter, but I mean, I didn't wait that long. And I suppose in somewhere like that, the service level is really high and they, they have other people have high expectation but I was really happy in that moment so for me that was like oh I've been rewarded for looking after myself today exactly. and and also for having constantly that happy feeling you know um, things like this happen because you didn't know that the bill won't come you know you were mm. just happy regardless even if the yeah. bill would have come or not, you was you were happy and you had that gratefulness and happy feeling inside of you and, and holding on to it, you know, you, you had that throughout your meal and then miracles happened at the end of it, you know, which is yeah. very a very, very beautiful story and I really love it so much. Um, and, you know, we had for our first um, city break with my husband for his birthday, I never know what to get. So most likely I'll get some city break type of thing for both of us. We can both enjoy it, go away, have some fun and all of that. So the first time um, that he spent his birthday with me, I didn't really know what to get because, you know, he's a tech guy himself. He has all the gadgets. I don't know what to get. I'm not such a, you know, gadget type of person myself. I don't know which are the best ones. I didn't have time or patience to do the research to find out either. <laughs> So because he loves history, I wanted to take him to York in the UK, uh, which was about an hour away from us. But then when I looked at hotels and everything, I thought, you know, that seemed way too expensive for just a weekend in York. So I thought, you know, for this amount, I might as well fly him to Paris. And, you know, I thought, hmm, let's just see if I can actually do that. And to be honest, the amount uh, I spent for that weekend in Paris was very close to the amount I would have spent in York. So, you know, that was his surprise. Um, he, <laughs> the funny thing was that, you know, I wanted to, I wanted for it to actually be a surprise and not tell him until we get to either the train station or the airport. But because whenever I do stuff, I get so excited that he can tell I'm up to something. So, you know, he's like, we're going somewhere, aren't we? And I'm like, yes, we are. And he's, he just looked at me and he's like, Paris? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, he knew. That, but that's how well connected you are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he can read me like an open book. So, so we went to Paris, and you know, everything that has happened in that weekend in Paris was amazing. Mainly because, first of all, we didn't really have any major plans of what to do in Paris, so we were really relaxed. We just went with the idea of doing all the very smooshy, touristy, cliche type of things in Paris, like visit the Eiffel Tower, uh, go with the boat on the Seine, you know. Um, uh, the one thing I really, really wanted was to have breakfast in a very French corner type cafe, you know, the ones you see in the movies where, you know, people meet up and stuff. I wanted to eat in a place like that. And we have, the funniest thing is, we ended up eating an English breakfast <laughs> in a French <laughs> coffee shop because um, we wanted to climb the Eiffel Tower by foot because up to the first level where the restaurant is as well, you know, we could, you could climb it on the stairs and we wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, after just a croissant and a coffee, I'm not going to climb so many stairs. So let's just have proper breakfast. And we did that. And, you know, throughout the day, we, we were so happy, you know, and just in love and just enjoying our time together that all the tiny things that happened were 
were amazing. So for example, when we went to the tower, my cousin who also lives in Paris, he warned us like, you know, there's no point to go up to the tower because it's a massively long line. You always have to wait for like hours to get in. And, you know, it's also too expensive and this and that. We got there to the tower, there was no one. There was just us and a couple of other people. And I'm like, did they close the tower? <laughs> Are they not allowing people to go up anymore? <laughs> What's happening? So we went to the entrance and they're like, no, no, you can just, you know, go in because there isn't any line. And we're like, okay, that's great. So we went up um, the tower, you know, and then you can also go all the way to the top with um, a lift. And we did that. And we were looking around, you know, in the tower and we were looking at the buildings and bridges and all of that. We didn't know what they were. We didn't uh, get a guide with us. We didn't get a book with us, nothing, you know. So we were just like walking around, admiring, you know, the, the scenery and everything. And then next to us, there was this couple who actually had a guide, you know, and the guy was yeah. like explaining to them what the buildings are and the bridges and this and that. So we were just like next to them, you know, like listening in. And I'm like, oh my God, this is great. We didn't have to think of a guy that we have them here. And the other funny thing was that, you know, my cousin also said that, you know, if you want to eat um, in the restaurant that's in the tower, it's way too expensive. So when we wanted to go down from the tower, we got to the level where the restaurant was and we couldn't find the way further down, you know. So we were like, we basically got lost a bit there. And then we've seen the menu of the restaurant and I'm like, but the prices seem pretty okay. I mean, maybe it is a bit expensive if you're going up in the tower just to eat because you have to pay the entrance fee and the restaurant. But we were there anyway. So the prices were like any other normal restaurant, you know, you would see around the tower anyway. So we're like, let's just go in. And the moment we walked in, I told my husband it would be very nice if we would have a table by the window because you could see the sand, the water. And we were just laughing about it, you know, because we were so relaxed when we walked in and you know um, a waiter comes in and then they have to sit you down and they're like i'm sorry but we don't have one by the window we stayed literally two seconds and a group from a table from by the window they literally just stood up then and walked away and my husband is like but they are walking away can we have that table and the guy was like oh yes of course yes just let me clean it for you you know that was so amazing Incredible. and we were so happy with that i'm like oh my god i can't believe this you know and um, after that, you know, we went with the boat and even at the boat, we because um, it goes like every half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. When we got there, the guy was like, if you get a ticket right now, you can actually still have time to walk up the boat and go with it. You don't have to wait, you know, so it was it was amazing. We were like just walking everywhere. We didn't have to wait at any lines, anything. And, you know, we went to the Louvre Museum as well. A lot of similar things happened there, too. And when we um, had, so after the Louvre, we went out and ate. And after that, you know, we wanted to go back to the hotel. And because the next day morning, we had our flight back to the UK. And I remember being a bit upset because it was beginning of December. And, you know, in Paris, there are a couple of streets where um, they put up all the Christmas lights, you know, like in London as well. And in many major cities, there are a couple of streets in the center where, you know, they just prepare them for Christmas. And I actually wanted to see that, but we didn't have any time left. So, you know, we called for an Uber and with Uber, you know, we called for like a normal Uber, but the black ones, the VIP cars, if they don't have any customers, they might pick up um, a customer, you know, from the normal Uber, the the everyday <laughs> type of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get you. So yeah. we, we got like, we asked for a normal Uber and we got this... Um, black uber which was a very nice luxurious car and the ceiling of the car was all glass all of it from front to back it was amazing and you know i was really happy with that as well and you see all throughout our weekend we were happy constantly you know so all these mini um tiny cute things happened along the way and we were happier and happier every time and um, the guy, the driver wanted, you know, to take us on a couple of streets. And I did ask him, like, are we going to go on the streets with the lights? And he said, no, because that's like on another side. I'm going this way. And I'm like, fine. But he couldn't actually because, you know, uh, they just started working on those roads and they were closed. So he had to take a detour on exactly those streets with the Christmas lights on it. 
So you see, Amazing. we got literally, literally everything we wanted and more because we were so happy throughout that weekend. We were just very grateful of being together and, you know, spending time together basically and enjoying each other's company and all of that. One, you know, the next day morning, very early, we had our flight. It was like 7 a.m. And then I, I told my husband, I'm like, you know, we are leaving Paris and I didn't eat like a proper French croissant. Like, you know, you can get them, you know, in Tesco's or Sainsbury's in the UK. Yeah. But I didn't have like a really French one. So I can say like, no, I take this off my uh, list as well. And go figure in the plane, um, they actually give you like a snack and the snack was actually a French croissant, which was so funny because technically I was still on French soil because the plane was French, you know? Yeah. So, you know, my husband was like, oh my God, seriously, you literally got everything you wanted this weekend. And I'm like, I know, I know it's amazing. Now, I cannot say that that thing works for me all the time, but it does most times than not, mm. to be honest. And I think, I think that's it, isn't it? A lot of people would have that day and just think, oh, it's just a fluke. It's a fluke that this is happening. They're not aware that consciously that they are or subconsciously, that's what they're creating. And yes. you can influence that. Yes, I think people exactly. do think, I've just had a lucky day today and that's it where there is but science that's the behind thing, this. You see, when, when people say that, when they have that attitude towards it, that, oh, it's just a fluke. It's just like a one-off thing. It's just like this. You're actually doubting it. And you actually bring that, um, energy of that thing further down and it won't attract anything good anymore you know because when those happy tiny moments happened for us in Paris you know um, it only kept us you know at that uh, higher happiness level and it just brought us even higher even higher even higher because everything just seemed so funny you know we just laid back and started laughing at some point because I was like okay this is this is way too funny I'm like you know you cannot even plan all of this if you want to so, but if, for example, after the first funny thing, we would have said, oh, probably it's just like a one-off. Oh, probably it's just this and that. All that fear, all that insecurity and desperation in a way would have brought our energy down and nothing else would have uh, worked that well, you know? I mean, yeah, I had absolutely. friends who went to Paris and they had, they had a horrible trip because that's how they started it, you know, with the mindset of, oh my God, we're going there, what's we gonna find, it's Paris, it's a big city, how are we gonna go here, there and whatever. Whereas we had a different mindset from the very start and we kept it. And as we kept it, you know, these funny, um, cute things happened along the way, which just helped us keep it even more because we were already there and we didn't down speak any of them, you know? We didn't downgrade any of them or we didn't just dismiss the feeling because, oh, this is just a one-off. I should not get used to it and stuff, you know? You just got more and more grateful each time. Like the great, the gratitude was building and building. Exactly. Yes. It sounds like you have um, a really successful relationship from, from the start of attracting Robert and him attracting you as well. Um, what keeps your relationship successful? What, what do you think the, the secret or the, the, the elements of that are? Uh, well, you know, first I think um, people should get very clear on what they want to experience in a relationship even before being in a relationship, you know. It's not a matter of, oh, I'm going to meet someone and then I'm going to figure it out if they are or not what I want. I think people should be very clear on what they want before because that will help you either energetically if you want to take it that way or maybe just if you want to take it scientifically it helps your brain focus on exactly what you want and you know i give this example because uh, this is the most straightforward you know if you go and buy a certain type of car and you've never seen it on the road before after you specifically looked at that car you tend to see it everywhere you know although it's been there all the time but because you haven't paid attention to it you haven't seen it so, you know, either you take it scientifically where, you know, you focus your brain on exactly what you want and it's easier for you to leave aside anything that doesn't match that, you know, and basically you don't lose any more time with the wrong partners or, you know, you take it on energetically level where you actually attract whatever you want. You know, it either way you take it, this thing works, you know? Yeah. So um, people, I think, should start off with that, the first thing. Second, you know whatever you do in your dating days, continue doing that. Now, I'm not saying that you should do it at the same exact intensity level as 
when you're dating but still keep up the things you were doing you know because most of us tend to fall in love with the other person because of what they're doing during that dating courtship time you know just before you start to be in a relationship now obviously after a while you know the passion kind of dims down a bit because you know you're getting more relaxed in your relationship more settled and all of that and that's normal but that doesn't mean that you should just you know sleep on one ear and not do anything anymore you know so for example we still have our weekly date nights you know we've implemented these ever since we started dating you know we have a weekly date night during the week so first of all it breaks up our week and it gives us something to look forward to you know midweek and second of all during the week is less likely that we are going to book anything else other than date night you know especially if we have it set especially if our calendars are aligned with that and we have it blocked so nobody so everyone knows not to book anything unless it's like urgent or you know a life and that type of situation um and also he still brings me flowers i mean these two flowers that you see here are from him because he keeps bringing me Beautiful. almost every date night if not then at least you know once or twice a month at least he still gets me flowers which i really appreciate um you know we're still holding hands we're still nice to each other and we for example we did um took a decision very early on in our relationship regardless how angry we are with each other or at any given situation we should never under any circumstances call each other names because when you start calling each other names or swearing directly at each other that's when your respect of each other goes way down you know and we we agreed and we promised each other not to let that happen ever regardless how angry we are you know and luckily there haven't been many instances when we've been angry with each other or upset and every time although i am more um, explosive <laughs> than he is you know and i get angry quicker and i i tend to raise my voice quicker and everything i've never to this day called him any names or sworn at him directly ever because regard it didn't matter how angry i was you know if i felt i cannot control myself anymore and i'm about to say something i would regret i just stop myself and walk away you know calm down for a couple of hours and then come back and rediscuss things because you know if you don't have certain limits in your relationship and you pass those limits you know how can your partner trust you anymore for example, if yeah. we had this agreement never to call each other any names, you know, because we don't want to lose that respect that we have for each other. If I start calling him names, that just seems that just means for us that I don't respect him anymore, you know? And if he would accept it as well, he would not respect himself anymore. And then that just snowballs into more other issues and other problems and all of that. Whereas if you catch yourself early on and you don't even let the problem go there, you know you save yourself so much headache and heartache as well you see so i would say that our relationship is still great because we're still keeping up many of the things we were doing when dating because that's why i fell in love with him and he fell in love with me and all of that you know besides all the other um, personality type of things and all of that is the things that we do for each other you see and i always um, believe that a great relationship is built you know you cannot just find a great relationship and then just have it and then you just stay and you know it just happens to you or something you have to build it actively but that building and work on your relationship doesn't have to be tedious you know because although it's still called work it's not like you know a job that you're paid to do and you don't really like it's actually something that you should enjoy especially spending time with your partner doing things for your partner you know and it's about all the small things, all the, maybe not necessarily every day if people cannot, but, you know, all the things that you often do for your partner and together with your partner, yeah. you know, it's, and many times I make a lot of parallels between corporate and um, relationships as well, mainly because, you know, in corporate, because I did used to work in corporate for seven years before uh, working full time on better topics we went through a lot of management training you know where they 
taught us how to communicate effectively with our teams, how to get them excited for the project, on the project, on time, delivering, and for them to be happy to do it. So, you know, they are more likely to go that extra mile when needed. So many times I thought, why don't we do that in relationships as well? You know, because that would save so much heartache and headache. Because if obviously you go home, pack of nerves, and you just start shouting at your partner, they're going to be very defensive and maybe even shout back to protect themselves and all of that thing. And that never helped anyone, has it? So, you know, all of these techniques that people learn in corporate leadership, especially, can be brought home as well in the relationship. And this is one of the reasons why we've created the Better Topics game, because we wanted to give people an exact tool, an exact questions that they can ask and ask them in a very nice way so they don't even have to think of what to ask and how to ask it because we thought of those you know it's just the it is the perfect tool that people can use straight away without having to go through you know any specific course for it or anything just you know take it play it talk more and you know improve the relationship okay. accordingly so you, you mentioned just before that it do, the work on the relationship doesn't have to be tedious and this is really better topics is not tedious it's fun and it is working on the relationship so tell us more about how the game works so um we have the physical card game which you can see here and we also have an app they work quite similarly where um you know in the physical card game people are couples basically are dealt uh, cards each other are dealt like five or seven cards or whatever unpaired number we suggest usually and then they start playing by asking the first question because the cards are questions and modifiers as well and the modifiers are the uh, game-like elements that we added to it to make it um, a truly a game that people can play and win and we've also worked a lot on the questions to make them truly repeatable so people can um, keep playing the game regularly you know not is not just a one-off type of game um, so with the modifiers you can reverse the question if you want to you know you can cancel the question if you don't like it or you can also you know ask for more uh, details to any answer that your partner might have given you and also um, whoever wins the game I mean there are specific rules how to win it but once you know it's established uh, which of the partners actually won the game they can choose their own reward out or out of the reward deck that comes with the main deck so you know we're encouraging people to um, have those sometimes difficult conversations but in a game-like setting and normally games is the tension of difficult conversations and people are more likely to give a more honest and um, straight answer, you know? So we're encouraging them to have more conversations, have more fun, know each other better. And the more they play, the more things they get to do together as well, either for, you know, one partner for the other or things that they can do together based on the rewards we have. Um, also the game, usually comes with few custom cards where people can add their own questions if they want to just to make them repeatable or they or their own specific rewards if we haven't thought of those like if they have anything specific they would like to get when they win for example <laughs> yeah. so the game it's it's uh, uh, it can be tailored for any type of relationship and what I really like about the game as well is the fact that, you know, if there are couples where one of the partners are not very used to sharing their feelings or talking about them, they can take out the very difficult questions and put them aside because the questions vary. There are some very light ones, there are some more serious ones. And, you know, if they are not very comfortable playing it just yet, they can take out the more difficult ones and play with the um, easier and more fun questions, you know, until they get into the habit of opening up, talking with their partner and all of that. Once they get to that point, they can reintroduce the more difficult questions and then, you know, continue playing it. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a brilliant entry point. If you've never had these types of conversations with your partner, you're just like coasting almost and you're, you're then you, you want to not spice it up, but that's the wrong kind of word, but you want to go a bit deeper. It's a good way of entering into these types of conversations, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. 
Exactly. And um, the app, what it has extra from the physical game, it also has, I mean, obviously with each membership, you have different um, things that you can do and uh, prerogatives. Um, but what you start having um, with the paid memberships is weekly secret challenges that both couples and um, both people in a couple have. You know, so for example, I get my secret challenge this week. My husband has his. Um, usually, it's either something to do for each other or with each other. Um, and once you do it, you have to take a picture of it. So, for example, my husband's was the other week to have a workout session together, and we did actually go to the gym together. And he just took a picture of us, you know, actually working out together. Yeah. And um, after that, the app asked me to confirm whether we actually did have that workout session. You know. And obviously I confirmed because I was there <laughs> in the picture. <laughs> um, and, you know, um, so when you confirm that, you know, your partner actually did that challenge to you, they get points. And the more points people get in the app, the more things they can get with those points. So, um, for example, we have extension decks, which are basically questions on specific topics like intimacy or parenting or maybe even an extension for new couples, you know, that just started dating and what are questions that they should regularly ask each other and stuff. And people can get those extensions with the points. And um, we are about to open up the marketplace as well. So within the marketplace, people will be able to buy real things to improve their relationship with those points that they earned in the app so the more they play the more they grow their relationship and the closer they become the more points they get and the more they get to spend those points again on their relationship you know and the things they'll be able to uh, get from the app will will differ from um, you know either courses for couples maybe or books you know on relationships or even real life stuff like discounts to couple holidays or maybe even full couple holidays depending on how many points they'll get brilliant what a fab idea um, and it encourages you to have more conversations doesn't it and you're chatting you're talking more and more and more and it, I, I I think it just makes the world a happier place. People in happier relationships are happier people when they're out in the workplace, they're out with their friends and you exactly. feel and you see people when they are happy, which we, we've said before, Exactly. We? I mean, um, someone just asked me the other day that, you know, there are these um, uh, five main categories in life, you know, is like finances and career and then mental and physical well-being and then relationships and that encompasses everything like family relationships, intimate relationships, and everything. And this person asked me, you know, how much did my happiness in my relationship influence the other categories? And I actually thought about it because nobody asked me this before, and it did influence everything else for the better. I was so much more relaxed about finances. I was relaxed, I mean, before as well. So I wasn't, you know, waiting for anyone to save me. I had my job. I had, you know, uh, I already owned the house when I met my husband. So financially, I was quite stable by myself. But being with someone in a relationship and being happy and truly fulfilled and everything just makes all the other categories um, more stress-free. You know, yeah, I'm not as stressed about money anymore. I don't have to necessarily, you know... Um, meet a certain goal and then I'm not as not necessarily not focused because I'm focused but not um, you know upset if I don't necessarily reach that goal same with my career same with you know uh, my mental and physical well-being as well because I'm so much happier and I know that my internal happiness first of all comes from myself but it is accentuated by my great relationship you know and because I, I feel so fulfilled I don't feel I need to um, overachieve anymore in any other categories unless I really want to and unless I really, you know, set my goals high. But I don't feel the need or the stress of it anymore, you know, because all is good, all is good, you know. If, and if you have that support at home, you know, and, and in your relationship, I think that counts quite a lot in also the... Um, the things you're ready to do, you know, in your career and finances as well, and the things you're ready to to risk. Yeah. You know, 
So you, you do take certain type of risks when you're by yourself and you're not sure whether you should do it or not. But when you have that support of a great partner, you feel like you can risk anything. It's going to be fine because they are there even just to tell you that, you know, yes, it's okay. Just go ahead and do it. Even if they cannot help you with anything financially or whatever other type of advice, just to have that support at home, you know, many times counts so much. And just to know that you have this great person that you share your life with and, you know, you just wake up every morning happy. You know, I wake, I'm honestly, and people think I'm crazy when I say this or I'm, you know, you know, exaggerating, but I'm not. I'm truly extremely happy when I wake up every morning and I see my husband, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, the best thing I've done in my life was not to settle for anyone less than great, you know, because I actually have someone really great in my life, this amazing partner. And that just, you know, starts off my day in a very, very good note. <laughs> you can take on the world. And when you're playing the game, just just a quick question out of my interest. Is there a question in there that, that's your favorite that comes up? Or? Well, you know, we are still playing the game. So we played it quite a lot when we were developing it and, you know, trying to make sense of all the rules and how the modifiers go with the questions and all of that because there are so many things that you cannot really think of beforehand unless you actually play it and it comes up in a real life situation so um, but we still play it every day today although right now we are using the app more because it's a bit easier and a bit more handy because you know we have our phones with us all day um, and it's a bit easier to ping pack ping pong back, you know, questions and answers and, you know, do the challenges as well and stuff. So even now I, you know, I get like few questions. I'm like, oh my God, that's such a good question. You know, like even when we're playing it, I'm like, oh my God, this is as well such a good question. So it's quite difficult to choose. But one of my very favorite ones is when did you need me most last week? And I wasn't there. Wow. That you know, is... I, I really, really love this question because it gives such a good insight into when are those moments that your partner actually needs you because we might not know especially if we're working apart from each other you know you might not know and the more you know you ask this specific question the more you can see um, you know what are those what is that pattern of the specific situations when my partner tends to need me more but i'm not actually there to the point where you can foresee when that type of situation comes and then you're there for your partner, you know? Yeah, so there is a point to every question, isn't there? And exactly, seems... there is a specific point. And also we have questions about memories and past stories um, where although they might seem just a sort of, you know, just passing the time and then just having like a chat about what has happened God knows when, it's actually finding more about your partner and how they reacted to certain situations and why they tend mm. to react now the way they do to certain situations. And usually it's because something has happened in the past, good or bad, you know? And then you can see where their thought pattern comes from. And then you can actually discuss that with your partner. Like, I understand because of that type of situation from your childhood, now you tend to do this, you know, to either protect yourself if it's something bad that has happened or, you know, something that you don't really care about because, you know, it was like a neutral type of situation. But, you know, I would love you to change this, change that or do something different or how, you know, I see the thing from my side, you know, from my point of view. So basically these are conversation starters you know that people can use to start discussing it doesn't mean that you know that's the only thing you do you just answer the question and that's it the point of the game is to start the conversation to give you certain questions and modifiers you know to start talking about it whilst you're still playing and obviously you can still continue the discussion you know so for example from this type of question you can go on and discuss for like half an hour if you want to it goes it, it just extends the conversation further into your life now you mentioned it's available on an app so I guess that you can buy it on app stores wherever you normally get your apps yes and if I wanted to buy the physical game where could I get that from you could get that either from our own website which is bettertopics.com or um, on Amazon US UK Australia and Canada wow so it's everywhere basically yes. you can get hold of the game fantastic 
I think it's a brilliant product, which I've said to you many times. I think, it, and I even said to you before, it's a great game to even if you took out some of the the more couple specific questions. If you have a friendship circle where you have deeper conversations, it'd be a great game for friends to play as well, wouldn't exactly, it? Exactly, because it does talk a lot about um, feelings. And now I don't want to scare people off thinking that because you know, especially guys, they are more reluctant in opening up about their feelings. But it does have a lot of funny questions as well and we do have also an extension deck uh, for intimacy too so you know if people want to yeah. discuss more of those why not <laughs> why not indeed now before you leave the table today diana i do have five quick fire questions that i ask every guest that joins with the table are you ready to answer those yes cool so if you were sat at the table with me right now what would you be drinking <laughs> most probably uh, lemonade i don't drink alcohol so <laughs> <laughs> nice refreshing lemonade now if dead or alive pick three people you would dream of having a conversation around the table with one would be my grandmother on my dad's side because i've never met her so i do have some questions <laughs> um and i think i would also choose two suffragette women um that fought for women to have a right to vote um Mainly because it just came up, you know, a few days ago, this discussion with someone that, um, you know, we were talking about the role of the sexes in the world and everything. And he was saying, well, yes, but man built this world. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. Do you think we did, they did well? Like, look around. So, you know, just because I wanted to see what was their, I mean, I know as a woman, what was their drive, but how did they actually have the courage to go through all of that? Yeah, Absolutely. It took real strength, didn't it, to stand up to, to what was always there. Yes. Definitely. Now, if you're at a dinner party table, what song would you want to hear on the background music playlist? There isn't any specific song, maybe just some, you know, chill out, uh, good mood, feel like type of um, songs. And I was actually thinking of this because um, I've been to a wedding a couple of days ago and the music was so loud. I couldn't hear my husband who was next to me. He had to shout in my ear to hear something. So, you know, I was like, at some point in your life, you get to that point where the music is not it anymore. You don't need that noise anymore. What you would, I would rather prefer at least, you know, to just sit at a table with friends, have a really good conversation and some really nice music playing in the background so we can actually hear each other. <laughs> <laughs> so anything that enhances the mood and the, the good feeling. Definitely. Exactly. And what's currently on your table? Well, right now I have my agenda, my laptop, my phone, and my Kindle. Always essential to have a book nearby, is it? Yes. <laughs> um, last question. What do you find to be the worst table habit? Well, there are a few. Um, maybe someone leaving their hat on at the table. I think that's quite rude yeah. in a way i mean i'm not even going to talk about you know blowing their nose or these type of things at a table because you know that's that's way more horrible uh but i think yeah leaving their hat on at the table that's that's i mean i understand and many men don't realize that for women there are different rules as in a woman if she has a hat she can keep it because hair and you know style yeah. and stuff but for men uh, they should always remove their hats when they're at the table Perfect. Yeah, I'll remember that if we ever meet up for dinner to take my hat <laughs> off. But I, with my hair, I don't like wearing hats anyway because it just destroys it. <laughs> <laughs> I really do believe in better topics. I think it's such a fantastic product. I'm going to put all the, the links in the episode notes for anyone that wants to go on the website or find the app. I think it's going to make the world a better place. So I wish you, you so much. every success with it. I really do. And thank you for joining me today at the table. Thank you so, so much for having me today. I had a blast and honestly, I feel like we could talk for hours. <laughs> we could. <laughs> we, need, we need more episodes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. I loved that conversation with Diana and I hope you did too. Isn't she just so lovely? 
If you want to find out more about the game or download it, then I've put links to the website bettertopics.com and the app stores in the episode notes. Like I said before, if you're not used to having those types of conversations with your partner or even in your friendship circle, then it is a really good entry point and an easy way of breaking into having more meaningful and more deeper conversations. You can be sure of another deeper, meaningful conversation around this table next week. And if you don't want to miss that conversation, then all you've got to do is click on the little follow button wherever you listen to your podcast. There's also a share button there if you want to share the podcast with someone you know who might get some benefit or will simply just enjoy being around the table with us you can also share my social media details with anyone you know at i am craig story across facebook instagram twitter and of course tiktok now i'll be back with you next week until then keep talking and have a great week see you then bye bye